good morning. Uh, welcome to the Anytime Notebook. Uh, here every single week to mark your card for the weekend, even though we are, what are we, Sunday recording today, New Year's Eve. Happy New Year, everybody. Um, set piece threats, rampaging winbacks, forward thinking holding midfielders. You know the score. Regular listeners, welcome back. New listeners, great to have you on board. John is back, which is good timing, John, because I have a, a, um, a willing listener to hear me moan about uh, what I've backed over the festive period. First of all, though, how are you, John? Yes, uh, Happy New Year, Gav. Happy New Year, listeners. Um, yeah, not bad, thank you, mate. Yeah, some uh, some familiar hard luck tales coming shortly from uh, from Mr Absolutely. Gav this time, though, rather than me. <laughs> uh, uh, we'll start off with Oxford. I'm not quite sure. Well, I am sure. Just bare stupidity, really. I've managed to talk them down the last few weeks. Put up Curtis Nelson um, from a set piece, not added, cash in. Or Forsyth, who both scored from set pieces on Boxing Day, we're talking about now, aren't we? Um, no, not Boxing Day, Friday. Um, Friday. Whatever day it was. Whatever day it was. Uh, so there's there's one for Oxford. Um, continue to get against them for set pieces. We'll talk a bit more about them later on. Familiar name in Lewis Freestone, who I've backed as well. Um, uh, quite how he hasn't scored who knows he but <laughs> um, he doesn't like scoring does he but he likes no, he likes no. the good positions he's... he likes a good position and he's wheeled away with some sort of an assist for the for the own goal that um yes that's yeah. been that's, that's that they've scored um but yeah right place right time um couldn't quite finish it and Walsall all of a sudden become set piece masters but Donovan Daniels for some reason, started shooting from twenty yards out. In fact, I, I think I saw, I saw, I saw, I saw the XG graph um, with a little with the dot started off in his own half, and I went back and had a look, and it was um, when they were two 0 up already. He's just they've got a free kick in their own half, and he's just had a shot, and that was his only naught point naught 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 one. I think so. They, they all count, don't they? <laughs> they all count. Watch us talk it up. Um, John, you've been watching a bit of football since we've uh, since we've been away. What's any any reflections ahead of um, ahead of New Year's Day thoughts? Mm, yeah, yeah, I've kept up with it as much as you. Gav, Gav's got more names down than the yellow pages uh, this morning. <laughs> this, this, uh, that's one for the teenagers. Do you still get the yellow pages in certain areas? <laughs> I think so. Surely, surely. Well, Maybe I don't know. They don't re- cut down that many trees these days for those yellow pages. <laughs> no, it's not very. Um... Yeah, maybe we should turn our notes into a yellow page. Similarly, popular firewood. Yeah, or use the whole doors open. Um, yeah, that's a good place for our notes. Yeah, the um, the only note, or not the only note. I've got a couple of notes here in the championship. I thought uh, interesting a player who's had an interesting last three games is Carl Walker Peters for Southampton. He's been all over the shop positionally. Um, three efforts from left back away at QPR. Uh, then, for slightly strange um, reasoning, he seemed to be the second man furthest forward in attacking midfield on Boxing Day versus Swansea. Um, that that then saw him cut drastically for last time, where he started as short as three to one at home to Plymouth. Believe it or not, um, but he was actually back at right back, right wing back there. Um, 
still gets a couple of efforts off from that position. So what we've got this weekend, well, it is the weekend, isn't it? Well, Monday. What day is it, Gav? <laughs> yeah, Sunday it's today. It's a day. That's right. <laughs> 2024. Um, that's what it is. Thank you. Start of, a, start of a new spreadsheet. Reset the P&L. I think that's what happens in the new year. Same old names. New, new spreadsheet. But, <laughs> uh, if he gets... Um, they're away to Norwich. If he gets another go in the advance role, then the the nine to one looks very big, obviously. But um, even if he's back in his uh, wing back position, he's getting plenty of shots away. That still looks kind of okay. But it's one to look at the team news on the day, really, um, mm-hmm. see where he is positionally. But yeah, he certainly had an interesting Christmas period. Let's. Uh... You've kicked us off in the championship. Let's, let's stay right in the championship. You mentioned Norwich. Shane Duffy probably remains on the list for me. It sounds like Wagner's just rested him on Friday. Um, so he didn't start, so, changed yeah. the back four. Didn't look like it helped the cause because Norwich gave up plenty to Millwall and lost that game when I know they were fancied in places. He remains on the list. You know, he's on my, um, as you said, an extensive list. For Monday, that's got lots of names in. I'll um, yeah, get your notebooks out and uh, make sure you write all of these down. Not much else in the championship for me, John. I thought Cedric Kipre, though, for West Brom might be interesting, picking up a bit of a habit of having shots on target from corners, getting blocked. Been a pretty good month for the former Cardiff man who got 3 and 42 on loan in Wales last year. And I only mention he's a former Cardiff man because West Brom are up against Swansea on uh, Monday, which is a nice little angle. And 18 to 1, I thought, was a fair price. Yeah, just looking at the notes here, six good chances. Hit the woodwork earlier in the month as well and um, probably won a fairly decent price. The 18 to 1 looks fairly out of sync, which will do for me. John, I, I got to the championship last, but there weren't much from a price point of view or back at anything else for you in the championship. Or should we head straight on to League One, where there are? No, we, we 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 occasionally get excited by the championship, but it lasts about one episode, doesn't it? And then we, then we, go, we go back to the heartland. That's it. I haven't got any interesting takes on Coventry this week either, so um, we'll leave that one. We'll leave that one be. Um, let's go. We'll, we'll, we'll head off into League One then, and I will start with Oxford, who mm. I spoke about at length and put up in a few pieces. Um, yeah, the, the cheat sheet seemed to go down well, which I posted on them. Um, especially on Twitter uh, just after Christmas. Um, I'll post, pop up another one of those this week as well. So you now, if, you, if you're keeping score, five of the last six Oxford goals have all come from set pieces. Even the Liam Thompson goal for Derby in the, in the middle of the ones for Forsyth and Cashin uh, is a free header. Um, Bennett and Brown just letting him ghost in between them. Looked all at sea. Nearly one and a half goal XG against from set pieces against Derby. We know that these runs don't last forever. And to be honest, Charlton isn't the kind of team to get excited about. But they have scored three goals from set pieces all season. One of those was Lloyd Jones against Burton just before Christmas Day. And he's backed it up by hitting another just wide against Bristol Rovers after that as well. And just the icing on the cake. Scored for Cambridge against Oxford back in March. Um, first stop on my list going down the coupon in League One was Oxford. Um, and I think I'd be foolish not to not to back up um, the thoughts from, from the last few weeks and put up Lloyd-Jones at a rather healthy 22-1 to 1 for um, Charlton. Um, that's me leading us off, John. What else have you got in League One? Yeah, you've you've picked up on this game, but you've got the the battle of the 
pretty much the two two of the worst anyway set play sides yes. in the division with uh, Reading versus Exeter. Uh, Reading uh, bottom of both tables on XG. Uh, Exeter aren't much better, a little bit better going forward, but uh, nothing amazing. Uh, Reading looked especially uh, all at sea against Cheltenham on Friday uh, from set plays. And can we give another chance to... Um, our old friend Will Ameson. Um I don't know. He did score in the reverse fixture earlier this season, which caught my eye a little bit. And Exeter have picked up a little bit of late as well. Four points in the last six, just when Coldwell looked doomed. So another win here, and I think he might get a. Um, he might be okay for the foreseeable. Mm. Uh, it's Twenty to one about for Ameson, but I'm not quite putting him up. I don't know why I've gone off him a bit, but. You, you like you say you could you could pick out almost any name on either side here and doesn't look yeah. too bad a selection. You, I think you start at the bottom of odds checker and stop when you get it to midfielder and anyone below that's got a chance. I think you're right. Um, Reading go for up all those chances against um, Cheltenham uh, the other day as well, didn't they? But absolutely, Hartridge. I've got Jules Amerson on my potential list as well. But I think yeah, Amerson mm. would probably be the one. At the prices, but yeah, it could be a could be a set piece bonanza if such a thing exists. Uh, we mentioned Cheltenham. Let's talk about Lewis Freestone then, who I know is big on your list, John. Lead us off with um with uh yes. Are we going to get Mister Freestone over the line this week? Probably not, Gav. But um, I've I've got so I've got so used to typing his name, I've suddenly started calling him Liam Freestone. I've got no idea why. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that maybe, yeah. maybe that's the catalyst. Yeah, um, as, as you said, he, I think it was another four efforts against uh, Reading, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, the thing is, he's not—he's not the sort. He's not having pop shots from outside the area. These are these are all decent chances, at least you know half decent. Mm. Um, and if you look at the lot, if you just focus on, well, since Daryl Clark come in, he. he he, I think he's about four, third or fourth in the whole league on sort of defensive shots, if you like, mm. shots from defenders rather. So, as we always say, you can't argue with his career record of one goal in, uh, it was 150, now it's probably near 180. Um, more mentions than anyone this season on the pod, which didn't seem that likely at the start of the season. But is he still a new name? No, I think he's now an old name, but... I thought the prices have been a bit funny coming up this week uh, for this uh, round of fixtures. But and when he was first priced up, he was a little bit shorter. And I think you can leave him at the short prices. But considering it's Reading and there is 22 to 1 about, I think the... I'm not going to say it's the last chance, but at least for a little while, because... Um, I mean, it's getting a little bit obvious, but we'll have we'll have another point on Lewis Freestone at twenty-two to one. Excellent selection, John. Um, knocking on the door, four expected goals for no return. As you said, you know, my he is. These are all. If he has a chance, they are all big chances. He's a proper busy six-yard box runner. Um, up against Northampton this weekend, who, if we wanted anything more in our in our favour, they did give away that. The Oma goal to Lincoln. Oh yes, your, your yeah. man Oma. Well, yeah, mentioned um, in the I forget which index we mentioned him in in the last few weeks, but he certainly a name appeared on on my list. Um, 
for Lincoln. But so yeah, um, Northampton playing well. But yeah, Freestone, a decent price just there. What else? Oh, uh, another one I like in in League One. Should we remember Tom, Connor Taylor, John? Remember Connor Taylor, notebook regular uh, back in what two years ago? Yeah. Um, more fond thoughts of Connor Taylor. Just another name that we liked that never scored. I think that's uh, <laughs> that's the extent to our to our memories. So here's something interesting. Before Joey Barton got sacked, Connor Taylor, 13 games, two shots, 0.2 XG in total since Joey Barton got sacked. 10 games, nine shots, knocking on the door of two expected goals. As we said, notebook regular back in 21-22. was still a threat when he went to Stoke last year, but it never really worked out. But now looks like he's, he's back at it in League One. Thought Rowe has been good value for this run in December, which is the opposite to the run that Wickham have been on. Um, oh. Taylor, been really productive here. Header just went wide at Portsmouth. Another saved at Bolton. Another couple of headers from corners at Cheltenham. I did wonder whether... Matt Taylor might be having an influence here. Who was a you know centre half who knew where the goal was, wasn't he? Um, he got a tune out of Richard Wood for Rotherham. Well, the basis of a tune out of <laughs> Richard Wood for Rotherham last season. Um, if you wanted some more names to back up the blatant confirmation bias that I was after when I was looking through my notes, you've got Pierce Sweeney and Sam Stubbs at Exeter as well. But I thought Taylor was back in the mix. Happy to put him up here. I've got. 25s on my list, but I think, let me just have a look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- just cut a couple of points, uh, well, three points to 22 to 1, but still good enough for me. Connor Taylor for Bristol Rovers as they head to Wickham, 22 to 1. Um, I've got a couple more in League One, John. Anything more for you before I rattle these off? Uh, not really, Gav. There's a couple of attacking type players but the prices have completely collapsed um yeah there's a couple that i thought i'd spotted positionally but yeah they're, they're sort of like sub four to one so we'll, we'll leave them alone at the moment i did uh i didn't mean to write copious amounts of notes on cambridge but i ended up writing lots of notes on cambridge and still probably didn't come up with a bet so um yeah uh i'll 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 regale everyone with my my thoughts on Cambridge. But first thing to mention is we almost um, just put him up out of interest, really, on the Jew index. Well, I think it was a big chance index, but Jubril Okadina for Cambridge. We put him up a couple of weeks ago. He hadn't scored a goal under rules in four seasons for Cambridge. But we mentioned him. We had a big chance at Charlton. But he's since then, another two at Exeter. He's had a kind of backward stumbling header thing against Oxford as well. A string of getting his head on chances in games from absolutely nowhere. And I only mention it again because I quickly checked just before um, Cambridge kicked off, or well, due to kick off at, at Stevenage on Friday, and he went off 50 to 1 anytime. I think he's a general kind of 28 to 1. Um, but it got me thinking about Cambridge. We should probably give a nod to Neil Harris here, who's got plenty of kind of criticism from from me over the, over the last few years. Oh, he's, he's always been an attacking manager, Gav. What are you on about? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it. Yeah, just uh, yeah, just needs um, over thirty five year olds to do it. Uh, they, that was interesting. It was an interesting game. I, I was interested in that team news for Cambridge at Stevenage. On um, on Friday, so there was a floodlight failure, which meant the game got postponed. But you had 
I had Mews out for 10 weeks. Kachunga missed the defeat at Oxford with a hamstring injury. They did I was in, They did manage to get a team sheet out on Friday, but uh, Sully Kalkai was missing as well. Jane looked like he was back in, so he's missed. This is, We're talking kind of four players up front for Cambridge. He's missed uh, about a month and a half as well. So I just thought it was a team that is a team that is on a good run of productive output. In fact, if you look, they are far and away in this division over the last four and eight games that they've got the highest XG outside the top seven uh, in those in those last eight games. So it's a nice open play mindset. So you've got. Jack Lancaster was interesting. So he had his first start for a while on Boxing Day. He's got five shots, almost a goal and a half. I presume it was going to be him, Brophy and George Thomas just in behind Janney as well. All of which, John, just got my mind thinking about you've got a team here with nice open play mindset, lots of attacking. You've got to check the Cambridge team news. I think four to one Lancaster was a tough price to take when I when I looked mm. at it. I prefer a few more points bigger, but I th- there is there is something there about Cambridge who are missing forward players, but are a side that we know are they're getting forward under under Harris. And I thought. It was do you a, think? Um, angle. Do you think Harris has realised that the the dour sort of grinding style isn't going to get him anywhere anymore, or is it just a, a short a short variant spell I'm not sure could be could be could got to move with the times and maybe he's just yeah, yeah maybe the, the, the harsh realisation of this probably lucky to step up a division wasn't he and get a job and obviously does well at interviews and maybe yeah talks a good game and he's sticking with it now but um, Cambridge look immediately you know after he'd taken over they looked immediately like a team that you know the springer from the bottom half and um Good to get on side at, at some nice prices over the last few weeks. I think the attacking output could be something to follow as well. But, yeah, absolutely. Good stuff, that. Good stuff. Anything else? There we go. There was a That was my thesis on, on Cambridge. Uh, recommendation, no bet. There, how That's one, one for the uh, Kevin Pullen fans. <laughs> absolutely. Um, should we head off into League Two then, John? Mm. What, we, what have we got in League Two? Talking of uh, oh. talking of well, talking of theses, um, yeah, <clears throat> we've got a. Um, I thought the Colchester Gillingham game was interesting. I'm not completely convinced by Stephen Clements uh, being the right fit for Gillingham yet, but mm. to be fair, they have had forty shots, four zero in the last two games. Um, that's after they switched to a three five two system. Now, I've noticed that he's tinkering a lot during the game as well um, two or three formation changes at least from what I can see so I think he's trying to trying to see what formation best suits the players he's got and he's mentioned that a few times in the press as well um, so I'm not sure about Clements I'm pretty sure that Everington hasn't got a clue what he's doing at Colchester <laughs> um, without, uh, as, as you as you well remember Gav that um, was it the Oh, it was the Crawley owners who said that he was one of the most sought-after young coaches in British football. Do you remember that? that was yeah, because he, yeah, yes. he liked to bet, right? That was. Yeah, I think so. And because they knew who he was, they'd heard of him. Um, <laughs> bless him. He, he hasn't... I don't know. It might just be his uh, demeanour, but... It, He's trying to he's trying to implement things there that they can't do. There's been a lot of uh, errors passing out from the back, uh, especially against Wimbledon. 
And to be fair, he has improved the productivity going forward, but they just look so vulnerable at the back. Um, first name I looked at here was um, good old Max Amar. Um, welcome back, you big German man. The big German. Yeah. Not being mentioned for a few months. I think he's got a bit of a... Um, he's had a bit of a point to prove. After being ever-present for what seems like forever... He wasn't selected for the first four games under Clements. Um, he's since played the full minutes in the last six league games and he's had at least one effort in four of those games. Um, what got missed in the last game is he actually slipped when he was pretty much about to score, um, just lost his footing underneath him. Um, I'm pretty certain he would have scored it. Once that was an open goal, but it was a very good chance. That hasn't registered on anything. And I thought he could get off the mark for the season here. Now, Gav, how many career goals does Big Max have against Colchester? Uh, not many, I would say, off the top of my head. <laughs> well, you could say, why would I be asking this if it was zero? It was zero? a clue. Um, it was a leading question, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes, uh, the answer is three, which is um, pretty impressive for someone who's only got yeah. about 18 career goals. <laughs> now... The naysayers out there could say two of those were nearly a decade ago. But <laughs> <coughs> excuse me. Um, yeah. So if you want to, I'm sure Big Max has completely forgotten about this. But anyway, now after saying all of this, I was pretty disappointed with the price. Twelve to one best price. Um, yes, for someone who's yet to notch this season, uh, he's. I mean, I know he's still got a long way to go. He's never had a blank season, so I'm sure he'll get a couple between now and the end of the season, especially now he's back in the side. But even allowing for Colchester, um, I can't, I can't put him up at twelve to one. But I do, I do think this is an interesting spot for him. But we'll have to reluctantly leave him alone this week. Reluctantly leave alone the big German. Um, just looking through your notes, John. So we'll, we'll finish with a flourish on um, Walkham Harrogate because I know we've both got opinions on that game. I will. Ju- I'll get us there with a couple of interesting selections. Let's talk Doncaster, and after that, let's talk Mansfield. Owen Bailey, not a name that I've been a yeah. uh, written down with any sort of regularity in the notebook. Nine in seventy for Gateshead in the last few seasons none for Doncaster he's had a good run of games getting in the mix from corners actually over two and a half expected goals so could be said that he's leaving some on the table good header against Mansfield followed probably by the best chance he had against Notts County twist of fate that he comes up against his old boss so MK Dons this weekend Mike Williamson challenge here is that MK Dons are probably the best side on the numbers when it comes to defending set pieces but if there's one thing we love it's a narrative uh, John and Owen Bailey up against his previous manager and who he scored all those goals for Gateshead 14-1 uh, to one, uh, for the Doncaster centre-half it, 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 it very much um, moves around a utility player turns up in a lot of places but, but centre-half for the, for, for the last few games and I'll mention one more which is good old-fashioned centre-back holding midfielder playing in a number of places but suddenly looks to be a lot more advanced that's Lewis Brunt from Mansfield on loan from Leicester as I said plenty of plenty of game minutes at centre-back and as a holding midfielder but started the last two games much more advanced it started the win at Grimsby in behind Aikens and Maris a couple of long-range efforts bringing the ball forwards there same again on Friday against Doncaster there's nothing um that that seems to be where the majority of chances are coming from you know head down 
good with the ball at his feet, getting the ball out of his feet and, and, and getting a shot off from, from 20, 18 yards. But you're definitely getting the right price here for, for a player that's priced up like a centre-half. He did score with an effort from a corner in the second phase at Harrogate earlier in the season. You do see a lot of chances come out. He's like a edge-of-the-box loiterer from, from set pieces as well. But I thought Lewis Brunt, 18-1 um, to 1 for Mansfield, who I think... Is it uh, Mansfield Stockport uh, this weekend? Stockport, yeah, big yeah. game, Matt. Big game at the top. Very big game. But I thought he was he was uh, interesting. Check the team news. And um, if he's playing in a more advanced position and the 18 to 1 might be worth closer inspection. I tell you what, I'll just finish us off with um, opposing crew. So we missed the boat with James Clark and Ryan Delaney in the um in the piece that I put up just before last Friday. So they played for oh. Newport against Crew, and I was talking a bit about the crew chances that they gave up against Warsaw where they conceded two from set pieces. Plus I was at Crew Barrow, which seems an age ago, but the Friday before Christmas, I was at that game and and um uh, unlucky actually we had the back kind of George Ray that night and George I don't know if I'm asking people to think right back but George Ray was the one who got the penalty free header from six yards out which um, Barrow then could then convert it very good Barrow that day by the way um, but anyway all of which you put it together in a pot and you think we're well, probably were still opposing crew and they faced Bradford this weekend time for our good old friend Matthew Platt who did score against Forest Green a couple of weeks ago good chance against Doncaster big chance against Morecambe after that Forest Green Doncaster Caster Morecambe, you're talking about the three worst sides for XG against in the division from set pieces. Crew are fourth in that list. Platt's probably a short price to be licking his lips again at facing these vulnerable sides from set pieces. 14s feels a bit short for for this weekend for um for the um for the for the prices that we are putting up, but he certainly made the shortlist regardless. So another another familiar name, Matthew Platt for Bradford. Let's talk about Harrogate Morecambe then, which um, I, well, I think we both quite like Harrogate here, John. I'll let you. I'll let you lead off, and I'll um, I'll uh, I'll tell you with a with an alternative selection in that game as well. Yeah, um, Gail Gail will be happy that Matthew Platt's been put up again. That's <laughs> like um, it. Starting the, starting the year on the front foot with Coronation yeah, Street based puns. Yeah. Gail Platt and the Yellow Pages. Uh, <laughs> anyone have the related double there? <laughs> yeah, I think um, I think I mean it's pretty obvious to say, but Morecambe are in big trouble. Um, obviously off the pitch as well as on it. If you go back six weeks ago, they had Derek Adams, they had an assistant manager, a first team coach and a head of recruitment. Now, if you look at it as we record today, they've just got the former first team coach, Jed Brennan, in sole charge. They've got no assistant manager because he's um, he's off having surgery. They've got no first team coach because they haven't hired anyone to replace Brennan. And they yesterday they lost their head of recruitment. I presume he's going to go and join Derek at Ross County in January. Now, basically this season they've been papered by having some excellent loan players, as, we, as we've said, uh, especially Mellon, but there's a few others as well. Um, now, from what I can work out, all of those loans are not automatically extended in January. So I heavily suspect that the majority of those will be going elsewhere. Um, a, because they've done well, and B, possibly because of finances. And obviously the the uh, head of recruitment was pretty much the sole, the sole agent in getting those players in, from what I can tell. Now, yeah, so I think it looks very bleak for Morecambe, basically, and 
as we've said, the last couple of months, Harrogate have been going okay, really. Uh, another couple of wins over Christmas. For whatever reason, they seem to be a little bit more attacking of late as well. So I think um, it's time to revisit George Thompson again at a very fair 11-2. to mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> He actually played very deep last time against Tranmere, which I think has pushed the price out a bit here. I think he was only fours going into that one. I don't know why that was really, to be honest with you. Uh, I think it was just a personnel thing because he, he wouldn't normally play that deep. But if you go back to the two games before Tranmere, he had 11 shots in the two games. Uh, including a, uh, as it's known, a, Don- a Donovan Daniels, including one from the kickoff, which is always um, that's always useful. It didn't actually register anything on the XG, so I couldn't find that. I don't know what actually happened there, but anyway. So yeah, I think this has got the likelihood of being. This could be any score, really. I mean, Morecambe can still turn it on, but they can be dreadful as well. Uh, Harrogate, a lot more attacking threat than. They usually are, especially last month or so. So, very happy with the eleven to two George Thompson. But I know you've got a familiar name in the same game. Just to- oh, absolutely. Yeah. Anthony O'Connor was a huge price here. Um, we spoke about him plenty over the last few weeks. Has already scored. Well, we're going to be we would have kicked off twenty twenty four by the time um, by the time it kicks off tomorrow. But five goals in. In 2023, chief set piece threat up against a Morecambe side where you've got a bit of ex club system worked in here as well. He made 50 appearances before joining Harrogate, Morecambe. We know they're vulnerable, but particularly from set pieces, averaging well over a goal, um, well over half a goal XG from set pieces each game this season. Fresh off conceding five at Notts County on Friday. I thought O'Connor had to be on every single shortlist this week at 18 to 1. And he comfortably uh, makes my final list of selections as well. John, I think that's just about it. I'm scrolling through my list. I got. Don't think I've missed anything off just there. Um, should we? Anything for you? No, I think I'm. I'm just looking at your notes. Um, just just flicking over the last page of the uh, yellow pages here. <laughs> if, um, no, that's it, mate. And uh, yeah, probably probably good time to finish while I can still talk. We, we <laughs> almost made it, um, yeah. John. Are you, whilst you've still got some breath left, then just let us know. Just re- recap your two selections, then um, one in League One and one in League Two. Remind us who we've gone for. Yep, Cheltenham versus Northampton. It's not Liam Freestone, it's uh, Lewis Freestone at 22 to 1. And in League 2, Morecambe versus Harrogate or Harrogate, if you want to be a bit more northern. And it's uh, <laughs> George Thompson at 11 to 2. I love it. I've got Anthony O'Connor for that very same Harrogate um, at 18 to 1. Let's, let's put up Connor Taylor for Bristol Rovers at 22 to 1, as he is now. And I'll continue with this anti Oxford. Rhetoric, and we'll go for Lloyd Jones for Charlton at twenty-two to one. John, straight on the half-hour mark. Well done, us. We start off a new year. Um, hey, if you are, yeah, hopefully enjoyed all the work. Thanks for all the listens last year. Uh, John, any um, any New Year's resolutions coming your way? What would you like to see happen in twenty twenty-four? Surprised you with a question? Um, no, yes, yeah, okay. I'm I'm looking forward to. I quite like the January window because a lot of these loans will, like I said with Morecambe, a lot of them seem to have this break clause in January now. So 
there should be some new names floating around um, after the, especially by the end of January. With um, I've seen a few things with certain players that are going to be moving loan club and things like that. So, yeah, I'm interested to see who ends up where. I think there could be some new names coming in possibly January. Fantastic. Um, yeah, let's, let's look, fingers crossed for a productive um, and profitable uh, 2024. Uh, hopefully everyone, all the listeners have had a great Christmas, great New Year, dust ourselves down, start of a new year, new ambitions. Um Hey, if you're new here, we you know winners are few and far between. But John, it just feels the last few weeks we're you know you, one thing you certainly know with this podcast, John, is if you tell if you get two winners up in four or so that we put up each week, um, yeah, that's going to be um, it's uh, you're going to be doing like very well. We're talking um, yeah, all of we, your um, dreams being realised. Uh, we like we like hypothetical. Winners, is what you said. Absolutely. So, um, stick with us. They're always well thought out, and um, if 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 nothing less, then we do get to come back each week and moan about some hard luck stories. John, absolute pleasure. Looking forward to doing it all again in 2024. Have a great New Year's Eve, um, and enjoy any football that people are going to watch on New Year's Day. uh, As always, for me and John, be lucky. Uh, John, I'll speak to you next week. Cheers, Gav. Good luck to everybody. 